welcome to the Row and Kill podcast. In this podcast, we take a look at and discuss a topic related to dissociative identity disorder, or DID, every week. I'm Ronan, the host of the podcast and my sibling. Today, we'll be discussing DID as a whole. All sources used in gathering the information presented will be cited. Please keep in mind that I'm not a professional and not qualified to diagnose, treat, or educate about any of the things I speak about. That being said, I am a person with DID. It's a topic I find very interesting, and I've done a lot of research to ensure that everything I present is accurate and to date. Well, before we set up shop and get into anything else, there are some terms that will be used in this episode that not everyone will be aware of. I'm going to go ahead and define some of them now. All of these definitions have been gathered from the Sidran Institute website, which is an organization dedicated to trauma, stress, education, and advocacy. They are all quoted directly. Let's begin with alters, parts, or headnotes. Now, all of these words mean the same thing. It's really up to whoever is using the terms which term they would like to use. Here's the definition. Another term for personality, alternate personality, or personality state. Also called an identity or dissociated type. A distinct identity or personality state with its own relatively enduring pattern of perceiving, relating to, and thinking about the environment and self. Modified from the DSM-5, this quote says, Alters are dissociated parts of the mind that the patient experiences as separate from each other. System a descriptive term for all the aspects or parts of the mind in an individual with DID. This includes personality states, memories, feelings, ego states, entities, and any other way of describing dissociated aspects of an individual. Understanding the parts as a system rather than as separate personality states provides an important frame of reference for treatment, also called internal system or personality system. And last but certainly not least, switching. Switching is the process of changing from one already existing personality state or fragment to another personality state or fragment. Switching may be set off by outside stimuli, such as an environmental trigger, or by internal stimuli, such as feelings or memories. Switching may be observable, such as changes in posture or facial expression, as well as changes in voice, tone, or speech patterns. Switching may also be observed by changes in mood, regressed behavior, and variable cognitive functioning. Switching is essentially a term that is used to describe when one alter takes over control of the body from another alter. Sybil. Split. Ratchet. The United States of Tara. These pieces of media, though rather different, all have a few things in common. One, they all have a character with DID, and two, well, they do a pretty bad job of portraying them. The outbursts, the breakdowns, the murders, it's no secret that when most people think of DID, they think of the negative portrayals they find in their books, their movies, and their music, all of it. I hate to break it to you though, but we're not dangerous. So what is DID? Well, if it doesn't sound familiar already, that's probably because you may be aware of it under a different name. DID used to be called Multiple Personality Disorder, or MPD. The name was changed in 1994 to better reflect the nature of the condition. 
According to TraumaDissociation.com, dissociative identity disorder is, quote, a psychobiological response to traumas suffered in a specific time window in early childhood. In simpler terms, DID is the brain and body's response in some people who experience early childhood trauma. Here's the thing. People with DID are very, very traumatized people. We've been through a lot, and statistically, we're incredibly unlikely to harm anyone or anything besides the body we inhabit. People with DID are not monsters. We're not murderers, and we aren't going to hurt your loved ones. We're just looking for help. Now that we've been over some basics when it comes to this disorder, let's take a more in-depth look. DID may seem very clean-cut to a lot of people. It's just multiple personalities, right? Some may also hear about DID and think, well, wait, I'm a completely different person at work than I am at home. Do I have DID? To put it simply, no, and probably not. Sharing a brain and body is not the only symptom of having DID. According to the DSM, though some of these are paraphrased, the other symptoms include amnesia between personality states, meaning parts don't have access to all the same memories. This is another relatively well-known DID symptom, but one that I feel is not understood very well. As a simple example, think of it like this. Say, one altar is fronting. The other altars inside are, most likely, unaware of anything that's going on on the outside, at least for the most part. This is due to amnesiac barriers that exist between altars. They exist for the purpose of keeping trauma memories away from the host of the system. Another symptom is mood swings. Now, these are pretty self-explanatory. And the last two major symptoms of DID are feeling detached from oneself, also known as depersonalization, and blacking out, which is related to the amnesia. Moving on, the next topic in this episode is childhood trauma. Seeing as this is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people, and I will be giving brief examples of traumatic events, I thought it appropriate to include a section here to list upcoming content warnings. If you are sensitive to any of the following, please take steps to ensure you are in a good place before listening. Abuse, war, natural disasters, death of a loved one, death of a pet, and divorce. DID occurs in 0.01 to 2% of the population, according to did-research.org. That's over 70 million people with the condition. So how does it happen? Well, childhood trauma. Please keep in mind that childhood trauma is not only abuse. According to Oxford Languages, trauma is defined as, quote, a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, end quote. It is important to remember that besides abuse, trauma can also stem from war, natural disasters, death of a loved one, a death of a pet, or even a divorce. Trauma severity is also interpreted differently based on the person experiencing it. A child could have survived a war and not have DID, while another child could develop DID from their parents repeatedly raising their voice. Even though the traumas are seemingly not comparable, they were still traumatizing to the child. DID is an incredibly complex disorder, with many different presentations depending on the nature of the trauma experienced, the patient's brain chemistry, and many other factors. Asking one system's experiences does not give you the full picture of what it's like to have DID. Even just asking one alter can yield different results. 
Vega, for example, one of our trauma holders, hates being in a system. He wants nothing more than to be a singlet or a person without DID. I, on the other hand, don't really mind being in the system for the most part. It's something I'm rather neutral on. I definitely used to hate it, but now I don't really have any strong feelings towards it. Well, that's just about all the information I have to present to you today, so let's do a recap. To do a big summary, DID, formerly known as MPD, is a disorder developed when a child goes through severe trauma. It occurs in up to 2% of the world's population. The symptoms include, among other things, mood swings, amnesia, and blacking out. People with DID are not scary or out to get you. We aren't dangerous or ill-intentioned. For the most part, we are just looking to heal. That concludes the pilot episode of the Row & Co. podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another DID-related topic. From all of us to all of you, have a great week.